Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 69 of Be With Me. We're in the book of Acts, and I'm going to title today that there is going to be iguanas in heaven. That's the snarky title. The real title is that Peter denies the Lord three times, and we're not even talking about the one surrounding Jesus's arrest. And uh, this is five or ten years after Jesus's arrest. Here's the scenario. is Peter has been summoned up to Caesarea. He's on the journey. He's almost there. Uh, this is from Acts chapter 10, verse 9. I'm going to read some of it from yesterday. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while he was preparing it, he fell into a trance. And the heaven opened and saw something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. And in it were all kinds of animals and reptiles, that's the iguana part, and birds of the air. And there came a voice from him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. So he gets this command from the Lord. But, verse 14, Peter says, by no means, no way, Lord, I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. He says, no way. And then verse 15, he gets rebuked from the Lord. And the voice came to him a second time and said, what God has made clean, do not call, do not call common. So to Peter's credit, the only thing is he's on his way, so that's good. Uh, up to this point, there's been no uh, iguanas in the, in the good category. They've, they've all been in the common or the unclean category. But the Lord says, I am making iguanas clean today. And Peter says, no, you're not. And the Lord says, yes, I am. So this is a story about God's sovereignty where he makes these things clean. Why were they Why were they unclean? Because the Lord said they were unclean. Why are they clean? Because the Lord says they're clean. Um, the Lord gets to decide. God. So why were there dietary restrictions in the Old Testament? Well, number one is because God said so. Number two, perhaps to separate the people, to make them uh, unique, to make them uh, to identify holy and common things. And then thirdly, why were there dietary commands in the Old Testament? To get ready for the Gentiles, to picture the Gentiles coming into the church as God re-identifies what's clean and what's unclean. So Peter decides, at first he says, no, I'm not going to do this. And then the Lord re-identifies Gentiles as clean. He says, look, I'm making this I'm restating this. And then Peter has a decision whether he obeys and believes it. And that's where we left this yesterday. The voice comes to him a second time, what God has made clean, do not call common. And you'd think that the next sentence would be, and Peter fell on his face in obedience to this command. No, listen to this. Verse 16, this happened three times. And the thing was taken up at once to heaven. So that's where the snarky part of iguanas, that's where we get iguanas in heaven. So picture this this scenario is the Lord proclaims something, Peter rebels against it, and then the Lord rebukes him for it and restates his proclamation. You'd think that that process would only have to take place once. But we find here in verse 16, that process goes on, wait for it, three times. So we have maybe three proclamations at least, 
maybe three rebukes and restatements of the proclamations, and maybe three rebellions of Peter. Either that, or I think that's what, what happened three times, is this vision of this stuff, and Peter says no, and the Lord says yes, and then it happens again, and then it happens again. So in this scenario, verse 17, now while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had sent seen meant, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having been made an inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate. So now we have Gentiles outside the gate. Why is that? Well, because Jews are not supposed to have anything to do with Gentiles, and we know that. And you're not allowed in their, uh, certainly not allowed in their house. It's like you have two categories of people that you interact with in your life. Think about this. You have people that have been inside your house and people that have not been inside your house. People that have been in your apartment, people that have not been in your apartment. And they're really two categories. It's a level of intimacy. And here we see the Gentiles are not only not in the house, they're like out at the gate. They're at the in the in the front yard calling out and with a raised voice uh, they call out to ask whether Simon who was called Peter was lodging there and while Peter was pondering the vision now why you need to ponder a vision that you've been rebuked three, three times and proclaimed three other times now we have a seventh revelation of God for the spirit capital S spirit said to him so this is behold three men are looking for you that's the first thing. Second thing, rise and go down accompanying them without hesitation. So this whole story is about the hesitance of Peter to eat iguanas and the hesitance of Peter to go with Gentiles or to eat with Gentiles or to to uh, fellowship with Gentiles. So the whole this whole thing is crashing towards these are my people and you are going to belong to them. He's saying that to Cornelius, I'm going to take you and put you into my church. And he's saying to Peter, I'm going to take the Gentiles and put them into my church. And you are going to smash into this Gentile Cornelius. You're smashing into his, his servants and his soldier friend who sent to get you. You've smashed into them right now, and you're going to accompany them together. And in a second, tomorrow... You're going to hear what the Lord does with Cornelius and Peter together. All right, so let me conclude. First of all, Peter ponders. That's good. I like that. He doesn't listen at least three times. What a knucklehead. I mean, if you're a knucklehead and listening to this or, or podcasting this, you should feel quite at home because the Bible is full of knuckleheads, and Peter here you know, denies this revelation, this vision, uh, three times. And apparently his theology is kind of stuck because now we're five or maybe even ten years down the road from Jesus' resurrection and the Gentiles are still not poured into the, the church yet. So let's pray. Pray for pondering. Pray for hearts that think. That's good. Pray for good theology. Why? Because good theology begets Good fellowship. Good theology generates good fellowship. Good theology closes the gap in fellowship. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.